Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. With me today, I have two of the baddest ladies in the celebrity gossip world, Arbiter of Style and Beauty, Miss Gwen Flamberg. Oh, hey, guys. And the lady finding out which of the Bachelor contestants are actually call girls, Sarah Huron. Oh, hey. (laughs) Well, ladies, today we have a lot to talk about. We have some divorces that are legally turning messy, some divorces that seem to be getting a lot better, a devil-worshipping A-lister dipping his toe in cannibalism and branding yet again, people turning to their neighbors for sex advice, and an early prison release denied, and much, much more. Before we get into all this salaciousness. Let's start by setting an intention. This is something we want celebrities to do a little more of, a little less of, or a lot more of, or a lot less of. Um, Let's kick it off. Sarah here on who is your intention for today? So I don't know if you saw the final part of The Real Housewives of New York. I mean, sorry, I need to start. Oh, both here. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the final part of The Real Housewives of Orange County Reunion. Um, it, it left a, lo- a lot to be desired. It just, it's kind of, it's just done. And people are taking to Twitter being like, OC needs to be canceled. And Andy Cohen responded, you mean rebooted. So he's not ready to give up the OG franchise, which I understand, but clearly something needs to change. So I thought about this long and hard, and I have decided what I want my Real Housewives of Orange County season 16 cast to be. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would like Tamara Judge, Shannon Bador, Heather Dubrow, Alexis Bellino, Gretchen Rossi, Gina, and Megan King Edmonds. Oh, God. Oh. You picked up all of the drama stirrers. They, some of them have history. Some yeah. of them are from the newer class. I think they all would bring it. They would be a little high class if we got Heather Dubrow back. You still got <laughs> Gina to be relatable. And there's all the history between Tamara, Shannon, um, Gretchen, and Alexis. So I think we would get some real drama and some glamour oh and my some God, trash, will, which is also good. I will never forget when Tamara Judd tried to pimp out her son to sleep with Gretchen just to prove that Gretchen was not in love with her old husband. Naked wasted. You know that You know that Gretchen was married to my friend? Yes. Who she cheated on with the old guy. What? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was at their wedding. I was at the wedding. That's good tea. Oh, yes. I know her from when she was really young. Wow. Well, I need to see her face-tuning her child on my television. <laughs> Bless. Gwen, who is your intention for today? I'm going to go a little bit more A-list here with uh, with my intention. My intention is for um, someone who, you know, 
has been in movies for a long time. Miss Demi Moore. Mm. Have you guys mm. seen the pictures from the Fendi show this week? Yes. Something weird is that happening with her face, you guys. The insta the the uh interwebs are all afire wondering why Demi Moore has seemingly changed her face to look like Courtney Cox. I don't know, guys. You know, I, I kind of think that uh she may have had a lower facelift and yeah. thought that it was gonna heal sooner when she booked the Fendi show. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's actually going on there. The jowls are tight, the smile is in a full, like pulled into a smile. It's uh yeah, it's something's happening there. <laughs> and I wish that my intention for Demi is to realize how naturally beautiful she is and to stop doing plastic surgery. Wow, I think that intention is going to fall on some deaf, deaf ears because Demi is one of the leaders in plastic surgery. But I agree, this last round was a little rough. Hopefully it's one of those that'll settle in a couple of months and she'll look back to gorgeous and natural. Well, for my intention, I'm also going more A-list and you know, taking a card from Gwen's book. Mine is for the full Archwell Foundation, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I I had a similar intention to this before, but I need I need something from them. They launched this podcast. They're supposed to be doing all these initiatives. They left the royal family to go, I guess, do good in America. But I haven't seen anything. There's no teasers. They've had app time to create some type of platform or initiative. And what what are they doing? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I need more. Release something. Even if it's just a podcast of you guys talking about Archie, we'll take it. We'll take anything at this point. Please give us something. Well, let's start with the drama that I barely could understand this week um, with the Southern not-so-charming drama. Sarah, please tell me, why has a Southern charm belle been feuding with the true queen of Laguna High? Honestly, this story was made for me because as you, someone who's watched every episode of Very Cavallari and every, every, every episode of Southern Charm, I know all the players and I know the game here very well. Okay. So basically, this goes back to October when Kristen Cavallari started partying with Austin Kroll from Southern Charm. And it was innocent enough, but there was a few nights in the fall where Kristen and her best friend, Justin Anderson, would party with Austin and Craig from Southern Charm, who are their similar age, you know, going live on Instagram, dancing Taylor Swift, getting drunk. Now, Austin and Madison LaCroix have been in an on-again, off-again relationship for the past two years. And we've been watching that on Southern Charm for the last couple seasons. And Madison clearly didn't love Austin getting all this press with Kristen Cavallari. So she started leaving all these comments on Jay's photos and whatever. Then Austin and Madison officially broke up in December and Us Weekly confirmed that there was actually something happening between Jay and Madison. They had met up. They had hooked up. There was action there. Mm -hmm. She was asked about it on Watch What Happens Live and she was like, I don't kiss and tell. So then Madison went live on Instagram earlier this month and she made fun of Kristen Cavallari's videos with Austin and was dancing on her. And the comment that set the internet afire was her saying, don't worry, my kid is at his dad's, hers weren't. So everyone was saying that Madison was mom shaming Kristen because when she was dancing drunk to Taylor Swift, Madison claimed that her kids were upstairs. And Madison, who has a son with her ex-husband, said her son was at his dad's house. So that prompted Kristen and Jay to post that selfie together that said, the users can try, but 10 years can't break us. And while some people thought that meant they were getting back together, that was really a direct response to Madison, who as a result released her text messages with Jay. And it was a whole thing. Okay, now I completely understand. Why is it shameful to dance to Taylor Swift? 
after after having a couple of drinks while your children are asleep upstairs. I don't really (laughs) get how that's bad. I don't either. I don't either. But in the text messages, Madison was saying, like, I never disrespected your family. And Jay Cutler was like, well, that's not how it feels to me. And then there's a bunch of missing on Madison's side. So I think she deleted the texts that make her look bad. So Mm -hmm. it's all very sketchy. But I mean, Jay Cutler, definitely. I can't believe he let himself get involved with multiple reality stars. I'm sure glad. I bet he's not with it now. Do we think they're still together? No, I think that Madison's like mocking of Kristen. I don't think Chris Kristen was probably like never again, Jay. Like, no. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit of a black China situation, a little revenge dating someone close to them. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, great. Love when that happens. The thirst is so real with reality stars. Well, let's take a, let's take a dark and sadistic turn. Why not? Because <laughs> um, that sure is what Army Hammer has done. In the new issue of Us Weekly on Stands Now, we, well, me, spoke to Paige Lorenz, the newest of Army Hammer's accusers, and she had a lot to say about Army's predator, predatory behavior. Um, so Paige said she was asked by Army to get her ribs removed so that he eat them. He branded an A above her <laughs> pelvic bone. And, you know, that's really just the start of it. So I asked her if some of these fantasies about the rib were a little bit of an Adam and Eve tie and he was into sadistic devil worship. And she said, yes. Paige told us, um, I went to Thanksgiving with his mother, who is very, very Christian. He grew up very religious um, and him playing the devil side of things seems like what he was doing because of his religious background. He wanted to go the opposite way his family did. And his family has a lot of dark history and a dark past. Now, I did not know this until I spoke to Paige, but she said his aunt wrote a book, um, My Birthright, that said how Army's mother tried to perform an exorcism on him by pouring oil on his face while he was sleeping to get the devil out of her son. And Paige says he thought it was all really sexy. He romanticizes the demonic side and he thinks it's cool to be an agent of Satan. Now, Gwen Lamberg, what are your thoughts on this uh, sadistic army hammer? I mean, plot <laughs> twist of 2021. Like it's, it is giving me all the content that I need. Like we really needed this to happen, guys. We did, but it's bonkers. You know, as I said in the, our last episode, I always just thought that he was like the hot but goofy guy who like wore tracksuits, and here he is like branding his lover. Oh my god! I mean, the whole like wanting to eat ribs and cannibalism stuff is I. I would like to think that that's more for shock value than that he actually has ever like eaten flesh, but who the heck knows? Mm-hmm. Sarah Huron, do you think he's eaten flesh and or possibly killed someone? Yes. Uh. All I have to say is I'm terrified of Army Hammer and I will just never, I, but I'm, I don't know. I don't want to be cursed. So I, I'm scared to even comment on this situation. <laughs> Honestly, I am too. And uh, Paige seems like a lovely, lovely person. She's going back to New York. She's trying to go study fashion design and get out of this, get her herself into therapy and she is going to have brand removed. But this isn't the only thing Army Hammer uh, you know, has made headlines in this week. Gwen Flamberg, can you please tell us why Erica Jane, aka the pretty mess, Erica Girardi, um, tell us why she is involved in a scandal. 
So curious Redditors have speculated that Army and Erica could be neighbors after the anonymous celebrity gossip account, Domwa, which also is just like my Bible these days, guys. I don't know about you. Shared a screenshot that allegedly proved the claim. So in a January 24th Reddit Twitter, one user shared a screenshot of a conversation allegedly shared between Domwa and a person who claimed the two were unlikely neighbors. So basically, it's like when Erica and Tom split and Erica rented a house, she was sitting by the pool of her new rented house and heard people having really loud sex, which like now knowing what we know about Army Hammer, I shudder to think of what those poor children were exposed to. But basically then on Army's Finsta, you know, his alleged Finsta fake Instagram account, he apparently posted a picture of Erica saying like, I have this cool new neighbor. So now people are thinking, have they been doing it? Especially since, you know, Erica likes dressing up in lingerie, guys. Yeah. And she allegedly, you know, wanted to come over for dinner, i.e. sex by the pool house. And Army was living in the pool house at this time. That's why it was close. Um, Sarah, are you happy or sad that Erica Jane was brought into this drama? I mean, I can't say I'm surprised because in addition to Army Hammer really being quite the plot twist of the year, Erica Jane and her financial situation and divorce and fraud and all that has also been quite the plot twist. So it only makes sense that these two would be linked at a time like this, not linked romantically, but even linked at all. Also, I did forget to mention, I have so many thoughts on Army Hammer's alleged fake Instagram. Like, how dumb can he be to think that this was going to at all work out for him? (laughs) I don't know. I just don't think that Army's thinking right now. Yeah, I think it's just like true narcissist behavior where he thinks he can get away with anything. He grew up super, super rich. His family are oil tycoons. He's set to inherit over $400 million from his family. So he grew up really entitled. And this is sort of that behavior. Um, I think that Erica is just blessed that she did not go over for dinner at Army's. And I think that's the real winner here. She might need a loan, but hopefully hopefully she didn't go for dinner. She might need a loan. Um, And back to Army's Finsta, which really is so strange. You know, he's been on there smoking DMT, which is like a peyote-like hallucinogen, (laughs) saying when you find out DMT doesn't show up on drug tests. I mean, he's sort of like begging to get caught. And now he is. And I should, you know, add in that his lawyer denies all these claims. (laughs) But that being said, the claims are still numerous and out there. Well, let's move on to a little bit of a lighter subject, possibly the best light drama of the week. Sabrina Carpenter has stepped into the ring. She has her driver's license and she is ready to speed bulldoze over Olivia. Sarah, tell us about her new single skin and, you know, how this is sort of ramping up the Disney kids drama. Yes. So, you know, as we know, I did get a DM from a hot Hollywood listener, by the way, you guys who said that they love the song driver's license and listen to it because they heard us talk about it. So we're doing our part in this world. Um, Shout out to her and shout out to Driver's License. Sabrina did release a song that is seemingly a direct response to Driver's License called Skin. If you are unfamiliar with Sabrina, she was on Girl Meets World and she is the blonde girl in Driver's License who is now dating Joshua Bassett, who is the High School Musical Musical, the series co-star that Olivia Rodrigo dated. It's all very complicated. Um, Mm -hmm. But in her song, she sings lines like, maybe we could have been friends if I met you in another life. Maybe blonde was only a rhyme, kind of 
being like, you know, we probably could have gotten along. I'm trying to give you the benefit of doubt. But then she's like, you're telling your side. So I'm going to tell mine. You try to get under my skin while he's on mine. And it's oh. like, okay, we're getting a little racy oh, right. channel. Don't drive yourself insane because driver's license, <laughs> beep, beep. Like we got some lyrics here, you guys. <laughs> we're, we're really just like a lyric war from the tweens. I mean, the tweens. I know. Let's put them in a ring and I want to hear a song battle between all of them. A riff um, off of Disney Channel stars. A riff off of Disney Channel stars. God, if we could only be so lucky in 2021 for them just to really battle it out on a special Disney Channel original movie. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Live. Um, Gwen, I feel like we've done a lot of beauty interviews with Sabrina Carpenter. I was in that like pink limo with her for the cover girl um, anti-acne mask. I feel like you've talked to her a bunch and she seems really lovely. That was Neutrogena, Trav. She was so adorable. Yes. adorable. She's just a cute girl. She is. And if you haven't listened to Skin, (laughs) uh, listen to Driver's License and then Skin because it is really a blow for blow. And when she said his skin is on mine, I mean, I felt the gut punch for Olivia. Yeah, you can skip Lie, 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 Joshua Bassett's song. It's irrelevant to the story. But And Driver's License is by far the better song. But Skin is good. And Sabrina Carpenter, she's got some talent. I don't know when she wrote this song, but she whipped it up pretty quick. She did. I like a lot of her songs. I think she's pretty great. That thumb song? Yeah. And like her music videos, she can dance. You know, I sort of stand. Well, there is lots of other younger kids, not Disney uh, news out this week from Jojo Siwa. We thought we had seen rainbow and glitter from Jojo Siwa TikToks before, and now it looks like the rainbows are about to get even bigger and brighter. The biggest star on social media has come out as gay. The 17-year-old came out after publicly ending her relationship with her ex-boyfriend, Mark Bontempo, and she released her announcement by wearing a not-so-subtle t t-shirt gifted from a family member that read best gay cousin ever um she the next day she sort of gave us a little bit more and she said quote now that the world gets to see the side of my life it makes me really really happy and there is so much love in the world um and it was really happy and one mother commented my daughter will never watch you again and jojo siwa just said okay explanation point and it was just such a cute response but i'm so happy for jojo siwa i love that she's a young lgbt you know ally and member of the community love it love it love Me. her love her bows love her rainbows love to see her you know helping other people feel like it's safe for them to come out that's what i really love about this for yeah, sure awesome. and also and- she she still works so closely with Nickelodeon, right? So I think this is going to be like an, an interesting way to lead the next generation into a more progressive and accepting light. And she, you know, really is such a big figure for, for that generation. So I think it's awesome. Absolutely. And we don't really get too many lesbian icons who wear that amount of glitter and eyeshadow. At the so age of 17. At the age of 17 to see that. It's really, really cool. And I was just so happy and just couldn't get enough of it. Can't wait to see who she dates. Wow. Possibilities are endless. <laughs> I know they sure are. I just stay away, Bella Thorne. Just leave her alone. Oh my God, truly. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can see her trying to come for her. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, we got a really big celebrity baby name reveal this week that we sort of had all along. Gwen Flamberg, what can you tell us about Gigi and Zane Zazadi's Malik's uh, baby name? Was it this week or was it last week when Gigi changed her Instagram handle to Kai's mom? I mean, these days they just blend together. I don't know about you guys, blurs day every day. But Gigi did change her handle to Kai's mom, K-H-A-I. And the amazing thing is that, you know, social media fans, they pointed out that she gave a clue back you know, around the holidays, if you zoomed in on one of the pictures that she had posted, there was a gift under the tree for Kai. And the other thing, guys, is that Zane had Kai tattooed to his wrist in Arabic. In Arabic, Kai means royalty. And of course, their little princess. She's so beautiful and so cute. But yeah, I mean, it was there for us all the time, you guys. We had the power all along. Someone's been, you know, getting a lot of tips from Taylor Swift, it seems, Gigi, by pasting Easter eggs for her fans and the general celebrity media journalists. Wow, good <laughs> call, it. Trav. Good call. I'm, maybe her middle name is Taylor. I, You know, I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably on an ankle sock that she wore in 2011, waiting to release it, the Taylor Swift style. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, really happy for them. Love the baby name and love seeing her wearing like 500 jackets, pushing that baby in a stroller around New York City. Speaking of New York City, it might be getting a new boss because we have a new mayoral bid. Yes, that's right. I don't know if you remember Barbara from Real Housewives of New York. She was a friend since like 2010 and an official cast member in 2019. She announced on social media on Wednesday that she is running to become the city's mayor, um, joining a field of already like big, well-known names, including Andrew Yang and a bunch of other political people that you know, we don't have to talk about on this podcast because they're not really celebrities. Um, But Barbara is the CEO of Evergreen Construction, a New York City based company that she founded when she was 21. And she says she, quote, believes the city and is a state of crisis. She goes on to say, I may not be a politician, but I'm a Bronx born New Yorker who isn't fearful of the hard work and tough decisions that lay ahead. And her campaign says the way out of this crisis is not unlike constructing a building. You follow a blueprint and start with the foundation. New York City's foundation has been made structurally unsound. And as a builder, I know how to fix it and lead us out of this crisis into opportunity. Sarah Huron, (laughs) give me all of the thoughts on Barbara running for the mayor of New York City. Well, my first thought was she's been on this very podcast. So yes. if she somehow wins, sure have. we say that the mayor of New York was on Us <laughs> Weekly, not Hollywood podcast. Maybe there'll be receipts in there that will show good or bad reasons why she should be the mayor. Um, my other thought is uh, maybe my copy of Heels of Steel signed will make me some money. And my third thought, which was actually something someone said to me, so I can't take full credit for, was she might get herself tanner all over the oh people who she takes hands with at her official mayor events. As you know, if you watch Austin, New York City, Barbara was often leaving her spray tan and her self-tanner on the furniture during their trip to Miami and on the couch at the reunion. So that's not great. Um, Luann, <laughs> I think, is going to maybe do a campaign against Barbara. Maybe Luann will run to stop Barbara. <laughs> she never forgave her for saying she couldn't sing in her cabaret. Um, I don't know, you guys. I just don't know if Barbara Kay is going to fix the city, but like, I'd love to see her try. Gwen Flamberg, do 
you think she is qualified? Do you think she's going to make it and be on like the ticket? Well, here's the thing. I would love to see a woman mayor of New York. I would love to see, you know, Barbara is from the Bronx. Like I'm, I'm from Queens. I would love to see a, a real New York city girl mm-hmm. as mayor. Um, I really like Barbara. I like her gumption. Um, I, just because we had a reality show star yeah. as a president of the United States. And we all saw where that took us. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that she's really qualified for this job, Trav, but let's see, you know, it's just the beginning of a many, many people throwing their hat in the ring to be mayor of New York. I do believe that we need a fresh mayor in this city. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's, let's see what Barbara has to bring when real campaigning starts. Is bring this what Cynthia Nixon ran for? Yes, it is. No, Cynthia Nixon. No, Cynthia Nixon oh, ran for governor. governor. She oh, ran man. against Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo, who if you're listening, Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo or anybody who knows Andrew Cuomo, call me. Call me. Yeah, he was going for the whole state. She's only going for the city. I will say that when I interviewed Barbara before she was on the Real Housewives of New York, I loved how she started her business. She was going through um, like a engagement breakup and didn't want to rely on a man. So she started going to grocery stores and passing out her business card to moms there for a construction business and started getting jobs through women. And it became an all women connected effort of Barbara and it led her to be designing huge Pilates studios and huge office buildings in New York. So like gumption, the girl has got a lot of it. And I think that's really important in politics. So I don't want to, you know, write her off as just like a reality star trying to get famous because she really has built her company from nothing. But that said, I think political experience, you know, you should have like a little bit before you go for the big job, Barbara. What about city councilwoman? She's definitely early running for the board of her building, like Carol Radzewell. Like she She's definitely the boss, but I don't know if she's the mayor. Um, but isn't she also bisexual? So that could be kind of fun to throw in there. She is bisexual, which would be fun to throw in there. And yeah, let's just hope that if she makes it, the couches in the mayor's office are not stark white. Yep. Because yep, yep, those yep. abs are always freshly tanned and not recently showered off. Kelly Clarkson's divorce with Brandon Blackwell is not going as well as I'm sure either of them would like. Um, Brandon Blackwell uh, had filed a formal response to Kelly's divorce documents um, in which she claimed in those that his talent agency defrauded her. Um, This talent company run by Brandon's father deny all allegation that they were owed $1.4 million in unpaid commissions. Kelly says that this, that she paid the firm $1.9 million and Brandon still thinks he is owed another 1.4. Um, the lawsuit did note that Kelly and Brand did not have a written management agreement and that the alleged terms for the deal were verbally negotiated by her attorney and the business manager. And it is sort of rough that he's just trying to like squeeze a bunch of money out of her for running her talent. And I don't think this is going to be settled soon or easily. Sarah Heron, what do you think from watching this really rough story? Yeah, this has been sad from the beginning. I think we were all really shocked when they broke up. Um, And then we learned very quickly that there were things going on we didn't know because first it was like just his dad suing her and his talent agency. And then Brandon got involved and they're just like claiming that she owes them all this money. 
but then she's saying like they weren't really her agent, like nothing was done right. And I, you would think that because there are kids involved and she gave them years of whatever, you know, profits from her yeah. business that they would like, you know, cut their losses and Brandon could maybe get like spousal support or something and do this in a way that wasn't so disruptive and seemingly wrong, in my opinion, of what, you know, Kelly owes them because it's all very sketchy. So I'm just kind of sad for her. And I feel like she's made it clear on her show that like she really doesn't love that this is like so public and her kids are going to like Google this and like see, you know, her grand, her grand, their grandparents and dad were like suing their mom for money. Like it's very greedy. It is. It is. And after they've already gotten like almost $2 million being like, oh no, you owe us $1.4 million more. How much intelligent managing liaisoning could you possibly be doing for that? It just don't make no sense. Yeah. Gwen, what are your thoughts on this turn for the Kelly Branton divorce? I mean, I honestly don't know a gosh darn thing about it, Trav. I really don't. Not my wheelhouse, guys. Not my wheelhouse. Well, I will, you know, comment for Gwen and say that it's really, really sad. And Kelly is going to have to sing a lot of her breakup anthems to get past this. Um, speaking of people that are sad, um, Sarah Huron, why don't you tell us about Massimo and the really sort of devastating blow he's received this week? I would love to. I mean, I would first have to mention Olivia Jade, you know, as I, I teased last <laughs> week, just minutes after we signed off recording a Weekly's Hot Hollywood podcast, Olivia Jade was back on, on the vlog scene, a 19 minute video of her feeding her dog, washing her face going on a treadmill. It was just everything I needed, you know, and she delivered. And I, I'm just looking forward to more content from, from the queen. Well, what, did, what did you learn from it, Sarah? What did you really take away? You know, I learned that. <laughs> I learned nothing. <laughs> okay. okay <laughs> I don't think I paid close enough attention to learn anything, but like her presence is just calming to me. Um, and she has an everyday makeup routine coming next. So I'll learn something from that, you know. Um, but this was more so just like reacquainting yourself with with Queen OJ. Um, her father, meanwhile, was denied an early release from prison as he continues to serve time for his involvement in the college admission scandal. In court documents obtained by Us Weekly, a judge rejected his request without prejudice because he has given, quote, no extraordinary or compelling reason why his current circumstances in the camp warrant immediate release. His five-month prison sentence was, quote, appropriate punishment for what he did, and he just needs to stay and serve his time. Um, as we know, Massimo, who reported to jail in November, has been complaining and trying to take legal action because he was in solitary confinement for a long time due to COVID numbers. And that was not what his agreement was. He was supposed to, you know, have a little bit more freedom in prison. And he has been released from solitary confinement, but they're not letting him, you know, serve his time at home, which, you know, dude, like just do Makes your sense. five months. You're not, you're not, you're not getting out on a house arrest. Like this was a ridiculous attempt in my opinion. Well, to sort of mitigate his, uh, you know, request to serve a sentence from home, a source close to Massimo told us that he wasn't allowed, allowed outside for two months. He wasn't allowed to talk to his family for two months. He had no access to any type of internet or, you know, books or anything. He was allowed to shower once a day and that's pretty much it. And they said it was because of COVID, but the source close to Massimo said to us that people were coming in who were COVID positive, who were COVID negative, and they were going straight to Gen Pop, and that he was sort of being sequestered away. <clears throat> I don't know. So nothing bad happened to him, and they didn't look bad. But it really does sound like they were treating him, you know, sort of worse than a lot of the other inmates. Yeah. And, you know, that's not great. And there's a lot of flaws within the prison system. And I'm glad, you know, he's 
not in solitary confinement anymore. But at the same time, like jail's not supposed to be easy. Right. And like you've committed a crime, homie. So do your time. For sure. Gwen, thoughts? Do you feel bad for Massimo or do you say suck it up, sister? I mean, here's the thing. You do the crime, you 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 pay the you pay do the crime, pay the time. I don't <laughs> do know. The crime, don't do know the time. Something like that. You know, but listen, it's like they thought that they were above it. And so now, you know, it's like at 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 some point everything's gonna be fine and normal for them. I mean, obviously we've seen mm-hmm. Olivia J back by bounce back, right? But you know, listen, they really screwed up. And a lot of people screw up a lot less and pay a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, Mosmo, suck it up. Yeah, that's a really good point. People go away for a lot less offenses and have a way worse time in jail. Can I just say, I just checked, um, and Olivia Jade's first vlog back has ha- over half a million views. So Queen's oh. going to be okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, the picture she posted of her everyday makeup routine, not my favorite makeup look. <laughs> Well, when it comes out, I'll let you know where she went wrong. Okay, I think it's the blush. I think she went a little too low. But please report back and let me know. Kanye West has returned back to L.A., but, you know, are he and Kim getting back together? Sarah, illuminate. No. (laughs) Great. (laughs) The easy answer is nope. And moving on. Okay. Kanye has been spotted for the first time in months arriving in L.A. He has been very under the radar. We know he's been in Wyoming. He's been living in Wyoming like all year. Kim has been in L.A. with the kids. And ever since everything kind of broke and about their marriage since July on, he's been kind of MIA and he is back in L.A. But a source told us that Kim Kardashian began talks with high-powered divorce attorney Laura Wasser in July 2020. And she is continuing to get her financial advisor to figure out an exit plan that would be the best for her whole family. They're dividing everything up. Quote, Kim has had all of her and Kanye's, Kanye's financials and properties ready to ready to be split. It's a fair deal for everyone. Kim has all of her assets ready for when she decides to file officially. Friends thought she was going to file in September, but she's holding out. That does not mean that everything behind the scenes isn't already done. When, what are your thoughts on this? Do you, when do you think she's going to divorce? Why do you think she is not doing it now when she's got everything ready to go? You know, I think that Kim believes in love. I think that she also is very um, sensitive to Kanye's mental health issues and I think also that, you know, Chris Jenner is, is probably behind <laughs> behind the scenes, pulling the strings. And when this happens, it's it's gonna be um very carefully strategized for their brand. Uh, there's no way Chris Jenner isn't pulling the strings back there, knowing that family. Um, I sort of just want them to get it over with. I get that she's sensitive to his mental health and all that stuff, but when's there going to be a right time? Why are you holding out? It just seems like a miserable life for everybody involved. Well, did you see the trailer for the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians came out today? There was no mention of Kanye and it really was kind of like framed around the fact that the show was ending. That was like the whole angle. And there was a little bit of Tristan and Chloe and Courtney and Scott, but I was kind of expecting there to maybe be like some sort of mention of like, you'll find the truth of the headlines. Like maybe that's coming, but it's also going to be out mid-March. So I would assume that might be when we have some more action on the Kim Ye front. They're probably going to hold out until closer to the return of Keeping Up with the Kardashians as they do. There's the Kris Jenner right there. It'll happen right before the end of it or right before the Hulu show starts. That's the perfect time to announce divorce for any celebrity family. And Kris Jenner ain't no fool. 
Well, keeping it in the family, what's his age again? Well, closer to Courtney's than her last couple of boyfriends. Oh, got her. Okay. Well, the the rumors of Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker have been, you know, going around a little bit. They were close friends, but have confirmed to us by several sources. The source says that Courtney and Travis have been friends for years and things have recently turned romantic. He is very smitten with her and, you know, thinks um thinks she's amazing and loves spending time with her and honestly i think it's real cute and it gets cuter guys the couple's kids are what brought them together a source told us that courtney and scott's oldest children are great friends and neighbors so it helped to bring travis and courtney together now i think if your kids get you together that is just the easiest and cutest way to blend a family i feel really good about this relationship when flamberg do you think this is like real because of that or do you think this is another Kardashian curse situation. You know, I I don't think that it's not real. Like some of the relationships like that, you know, like 42 day marriage or whatever that she had with Chris was like sort of not really real. I think almost all of their relationships are real. I just think that they're fickle and there are so many forces at play in these relationships. It's not just like you or me, like meeting someone, dating them, liking each other, wanting to spend time together. Like there's just so much that goes into their overall brands. So, you know, I think it's real. Do I think that it's going to last? I doubt it. Sorry here. Karen, what do you think? Nothing less than Calabasas. Um, listen, you know I'm a Courtney and Scott ride or die, so I'm still holding out hope for that. But um, I think it's interesting for Courtney to mix it up. And I think dating someone who was her friend first can only go better than some of these younger boy toy types yeah. if she wants something serious. Um, but I, I mean, I'm just team Courtney and Scott, so it is what it is. One of my, one of my favorite, um, things about Travis Barker is that he is a Disney world stan. Do you guys know this, that he like is obsessed with Disney? No. So So it it will be, if we see them in like match matching mouse ears, that that'll just you know we'll know it's there's forever. literally been storylines on keeping up with kardashians in recent seasons even though courtney's like been pulling away with like her crying over these like mickey mouse paintings that chris got her her talking about mm-hmm. shutting down disneyland for all the kids mm-hmm. birthday parties like gwen i think you would have cracked what these two have in common that's that's what drew them together their oh. love of the mouse wow bethany wow tale as old as time well being at disneyland wish upon a star <laughs> I, well, I hope they you know have a disneyland wedding if that's gonna be a thing and they're both you know stands of the theme park <laughs> i just can't imagine that like tattooed guy and a kardashian getting married at disneyland but that is something i want to see yeah now i can't get it out of my head i know me too. walking down the aisle in a cinderella costume mickey mouse officiating <laughs> Oh my God. Maybe like, you know, one of the West kids is like Olaf from Frozen and like a couture tux- white tuxedo version would be really Yeah, cute. a bunch of any, any like of the random kids who aren't, you know, stars can be like the seven dwarves. <laughs> Chloe as Ariel with a like enormously long red wig. Come on. Cam would definitely yeah, just Jasmine. Oh yeah. She is Jasmine Carter. I hope she's red Jasmine this time instead of blue Jasmine. I'm a red Jasmine fan myself. Oh, yeah. Arabian Nights. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Well, these possibilities are endless. And now I didn't know how hard I shipped this couple, but I need a Disneyland wedding starring the Barker family and the Kardashians. Sounds like a spinoff to me. It sure does. 
Well, in our last story we're going to talk about today, uh, Katie Couric is maybe taking over Jeopardy. She has started her hosting gig, and a source tells us that Katie Couric is interested in taking over the show. But the source also says that it's all about ratings. So if people tune in to watch Katie, then she'll get the gig. She has had trouble with ratings recently in the past, in the last 10 years, about hosting new shows. So they're not sure. But Gwen Flamberg, would you like to see Katie Couric as the new, you know, forever? host of Jeopardy? I would absolutely love it. I would love it, Trav. I love Katie Couric. She is really smart. She's Mm -hmm. just adorable. Again, I would love to see a woman in that role. She's super likable. Like, if it's not her, then like, you know, what's Sandra Bullock doing? (laughs) Interesting, what do you think? Well, she's like, you know, she's like, she's a little bit of like an America sweetheart, Katie Couric. She's very real. I love it. I love it. I, I, mean, I don't watch Jeopardy that regularly, but I kind of liked the idea of going with one of the guys who was like a champion. Well, but then Ken Jennings put his dang foot in his mouth. Oh, what do you yes. do? He said something bad. Oh, well, who hasn't? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what he said, so I don't want to comment on he, that. But, he had some um, question. He has some questionable Mormon-related homophobic, racisty sort of tweets and relations, but it sits like backpedaled on those. So they're sort of like a blip and something to keep an eye on, but not like completely disqualifying. All right. Well, I'm available. Um, I'm oh, a right. person, but I think I can, I can take it on if they're really looking for someone unproblematic. I love Katie Couric. I, I agree with Gwen. I think she is such a smart cookie. She is on her A game. I think she'd be perfect. She is fun. She has the alacrity and effulgence to quote, bring it on to quote, to host Jeopardy, and I think she would be fantastic. Well, speaking of people duking out for the number one spot, do you know what time it is? Oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> it is time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today we have two bouts because there weren't that many good celebrities with birthdays this week, to be honest. So we only have two matches <laughs> and calling ding, 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 the first ring, enter the sexy ring boy holding up round one. We have the first bout is to you, Sarah Huron. We have Mariska Hargitay, who is 57 this week, versus Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who is 47 this week. Oh my God, you know I stand Kelly Kapowski and Valerie Malone. I know this is going to be a controversial take because everyone loves an SVU queen and she probably, you know, is maybe in better shape. I don't know, but I got to go Kelly Kapowski. Sorry, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh God, it's not how I thought that was going to go, but damn, congratulations, Tiffany Amber Thiessen for taking down Mariska, who is strong and a beautiful lady. That was especially heinous. All right. In our next round to Gwen Flamberg, we have... Uh, Joey Fatone, who is 44 this year, versus Tom Selleck, who is 75 this week. I mean, listen, Joey Fatone, he kind of has the voice of an angel, maybe, when he's being auto-tuned. But Tom Selleck, he might be 75, but I think just the weight of that mustache alone and his Rico Suave moves, he would just knock him out with one punch. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you, Gwen. That was the correct answer. Um, All right, Sarah Huron, let's go to you and see if you have another abomination of a choice for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. We have Tiffany Amber Thiessen, 47, versus 75-year-old Tom Selleck to the ring. I mean, listen, this whole thing is filled with TV icons, but I just, again, both Saved by the Bell and 90210, like... 
two of my all-time favorite shows. Like Tiffany Amber Thiessen wins everything for me. Oh my God. Ding, ding. And what's that? It actually didn't go down like that. Tom Selleck knocked her out really gently and won this battle because Tom Selleck deserves it. But thank you all for playing this unfair and rigged game. That is all the time we have this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to write us a review. You know, leave us a five-star review. Please, nothing less, because we deserve it. Don't forget to check out usmagazine.com all week long for more celebrity news. Of course, head over to usmagazine.com slash stylish if you want some fashion and the Bachelor's Here for the Right Reasons podcast, if that is your bag. We will be back next week with more celebrity news and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.